Hello there. You are listening to the Barca Blogger's podcast. My name is Renato Gonzalez, and in today's episode, uh, I am going to discuss Barcelona's last match of the La Liga season and the amazing win over Alaves, and also talk about the manager rumors that are flying around, or at least were flying around during the weekend. This is being recorded on a Monday here in beautiful Brazil. I am very excited to be back, and let's get right into it. Um, so Barcelona finished the league season with a dominant display and a very exciting and impressive 5-0 victory over Deportivo Alaves uh, in the Basque country. It was a very, very, very impressive performance from start to finish, really. There weren't there wasn't a period of the match where you were like, yeah, they're not playing that well, apart from like the last three minutes of um, stoppage time when they were literally just waiting for the final whistle. But the first 90 minutes were just truly exceptional. And it was the best all-around performance from Barcelona all season. Regardless of the importance of the match or how good the opponent is, it was really refreshing to see Barcelona play like the best Barcelona teams we have fallen in love with. And uh, it was a glimpse of what this team can be under Kike Setien. Um, unfortunately, it was in the most meaningless of games um, against an opponent who also had nothing to play for and just wanted to end the season. Alaves were pretty awful. Um, it has to be said, they did not offer any threat and they defended terribly. Um, they allowed space to everybody to pass the ball as much as they wanted, but you you saw Barcelona play with an intensity that is not common for this team, even under Ernesto Valverde in the biggest of games. Um, and under Kike Setien as well, whenever it, the game mattered, or even games that weren't important against smaller teams that really didn't offer a threat at all, Barca just didn't care. It, just, it, was, it was like sleepwalking. They just ran, went through the motions and passed the ball from side to side until the ball got to Messi. And if Messi was into it, was on it, Messi would come up with something amazing and Barca would score a goal. And then they would go back to the same thing. And then because everybody is not exactly interested, um, the defense would sometimes have some lapse in concentration and they would concede a big chance that Ter Stegen would have to make a big save. <laughs> Or they would concede a stupid goal that would complicate their game and they would drop really silly points, especially on the road. That's how Barca lost the La Liga title this season. And we shouldn't forget that. Despite the great win um, on Sunday, Barca lost the La Liga title um, by seven points. Um, or five points, sorry. Um, after the, the final match, Real Madrid drew their last game. So Barcelona finished the season with 82 points um, in 38 matches to Madrid's 87. Um, but 
they did it by just wasting silly point after silly point um, by just not paying attention enough and not playing with enough intensity. And that was refreshing and important to see because now Barca get three weeks to prepare for the most intensive games, the Champions League games coming up. They have Napoli uh, at Camp Nou. And if they get past Napoli, they go to Portugal to probably face Bayern Munich, um, who have a 3-0 lead against Chelsea that they'll most likely confirm. And um, if and when Bayern Munich uh, beat Chelsea, they're going to face either Barcelona or Napoli in a one-game Champions League quarterfinal. And there's not going to be any higher level of intensity than a Champions League quarterfinal matchup against the best team in the continent right now. So it was important to see Barcelona doing this against Alaves because it was against Alaves, because they had the excuse to just not care because they had the perfect opportunity because it was really hot in the best country on Sunday um, at 5 p.m., the time of kickoff. They had the perfect excuse, like, eh, let's just score one or two goals and let's just, you know, it's really hot here. Let's just get through the motions again. Let's do what we do. No, they wanted to show something to, I think, mostly themselves that no, we are going to play as good as we can possibly play and we are going to score as many goals as we possibly can and we're going to defend at the highest level we can and we're going to play with real intensity and we're gonna be hungry to recover the ball as soon as we lose it and we're gonna make runs all over the final third and we're gonna create a lot of chances and we're gonna fire a lot of shots at, at goal and we're gonna be really really good for for 90 minutes and that's what they did and it was important to see that for me as a fan because I was like give me a proof of life Give me a reason to believe that you can do something in the Champions League. Um, give me a reason to believe that Kiki Setien has any chance of working out. Because obviously, if Barcelona win the Champions League, there is no way you can fire Kiki Setien, right? So, at least show me something that is going to be like, okay, if we pull off the miracle of winning the Champions League and you stay on, Kike. I gotta, you gotta give me a reason to believe in you, dude. And he gave me that reason. Um, I might be overreacting to a game that didn't matter against a team that didn't, didn't really play for anything. But how often have we seen Barcelona in games against really bad teams just completely fall apart because they weren't intense and frankly didn't care enough? That happened all season long, and that's why they won't. They did not win La Liga. So it was good to see them not using the fact that this was the last match with nothing to play for as an excuse to play like nothing. They showed something. They showed something really, really impressive, and um, I will be hopeful for the last, for the for the next 
a couple of weeks um, as the team prepares for Napoli. Um, I will be hopeful that Kike Sintian has finally found a formula and the players realize that they have to play really, really hard in order to overcome Napoli and then Bayern and then whoever else they face if they get past Bayern. Um, because this team ain't special anymore. This team, Unfortunately, this team just isn't that special. They have one special player who's 33 years old. And the rest of the team is, quite frankly, not individually mediocre, but as a team, they are mediocre. And you have to outplay your mediocrity by sheer effort. And Barcelona proved that against Alaves, that with the right amount of effort, they can be a great team to watch and a very competitive team. Can they do it at a much higher level? You, if you bring the effort, you got a chance. So I want to see them bring in the effort. So those are my thoughts on the win against Alavés on Sunday and what this means for the Champions League. Obviously, we have three weeks until the game against Napoli, more or less, basically 20 days. And uh, we're going to have many opportunities to discuss the Napoli game in this podcast, but it was good to kind of have a starting point and to use the Alaves game as a starting point to just, this is the bare minimum that you have to do to be competitive in the Champions League. So we're going to take a break and coming back, I'm going to discuss some of the manager rumors um, surrounding Barcelona right now. We'll be back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. Um, so over the weekend, um, um, more specifically Sunday morning, uh, a story came out in a couple of Spanish papers about Patrick Cliver possibly replacing Kiki Setien right now to coach Barcelona in the Champions League. Patrick Clivert, obviously Barcelona legend, um, a great striker um, at the end of the 90s, early 2000s, um, scored over 150 goals for us. He's one of the best players in the history of the Dutch national team as well. Uh, formed a killer strike partnership with Dennis Barkamp in the um, Dutch national team. And he is currently a Barcelona official. He works with the academy. Um, and there, the, the report came out that there is a chance, or that the more specifically, the dressing room wanted Patrick Cliver to replace Kike Setien because they really like him. And because he speaks six languages, I thought that was the most hilarious part of the report. 
um, by the way. I obviously have thoughts on this, and my thoughts are this. These rumors are stupid. Patrick Clivert has absolutely zero qualifications as a coach to take on this current Barcelona squad in the most decisive moment of the season, in the season where they are under incredible pressure to win something. They've not won the Copa del Rey. They've not won La Liga. They need the Champions League. And even if they lose it, they need to lose with dignity. After Roma and Liverpool the last two seasons, they there cannot be a third humiliation. If you go out to, say, Bayern Munich on, on penalties after playing an unbelievable match for 120 minutes and then Manuel Neuer just makes great save after great save, the game finishes 1-1 or something and you go to penalties and for some reason you lose, that's okay. But you can't be humiliated. And you certainly cannot be humiliated by losing to Napoli at Camp Nou when everyone is already looking forward to Bayern Munich versus Barcelona. Um, so why bring Patrick Cliver into that situation where he has no meaningful managerial experience to take on this very complicated Barcelona dressing room and this very complicated Barcelona squad that doesn't fit together very well just on the pitch and has struggled all season with two different coaches, why would you bring a completely unexperienced manager just because the locker room likes him? Obviously, there's a whole locker room narrative that a lot of Barcelona fans um, kind of adore to feed into. And there are some truth to that. There is an old podcast episode in which I discussed the whole Friends FC idea. I'm not going to get into that again. And I don't really think it applies here. But it's just hilarious to me that anyone would think that bringing Patrick Clivert for two weeks to prepare Barcelona for Napoli and then Bayern Munich is going to be any better, any better than what Kike Setien will be able to do. What tactical masterpiece can Patrick Clifford come up with in two weeks having not managed the team at this level before? What do you expect? And the Zidane comparisons, the, the Zinedine Zidane comparisons, don't make any sense because Zinedine Zidane or Zidane, however you want to uh, pronounce. Zidane had managerial experience. He was managing Real Madrid B before he joined Real Madrid. Petra Clavert is the director. He's not a coach. He's a director of the academy. Like, why do you think he can have the same impact as Zidane had just because he's a Barca legend who was working with the academy and you're going to bring him in. No, it's different situations. It doesn't make any sense. Patrick Clivert does not have the capabilities right now 
to do a good enough job, or certainly to be better than Kike Setien. Kike Setien deserves a chance to coach this team in the Champions League. Does he deserve a chance next season? I don't know. I honestly don't. I haven't thought enough about it. But he deserves to coach the team in the Champions League. That's what he was brought in for. And Patrick Clivert's not going to fix that. If Manchester City were eliminated for the cha- from the Champions League, you could call Manchester City and see if you could rent Pep Guardiola for just three weeks. Um, or however long the Champions League takes. But obviously Manchester City are in it and are one of the favorites. But um, seriously, um, no other coach is going to be able to come in and fix it in three weeks. It's not going to happen. It's going to have to be Kike and it's going to have to be the players. Like I said before, bringing the effort, bringing the intensity, looking to play harder with more passion, with more intensity, not playing for the coach. If they don't like the coach, you don't have to. Just play for the badge, just play for the fans, just play for yourself, play harder. And Kike said to do a better job of coaching this team than you have done. It's that simple. Stick with the guy you have. Ask him to do better and ask the players to do better for the coach, for themselves, and for the fans. But bringing in Patrick Clivert with zero experience doesn't make any sense to me. If you're sacking Kike Setien to bring in Jurgen Klopp for just three weeks, like Liverpool season is done, why not bring Jurgen Klopp in? <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense, but it makes more sense than Patrick Clivert. Patrick Clever is not a coach. Don't bring him in. It's stupid. And uh, another uh, managerial rumor is that Laurent Blanc, um, former Barcelona player and former PSG coach, has offered himself to be Barcelona manager next season because next season seems to be just a gap year for Barcelona before Xavi comes in as manager for the 2021-2022 season. That seems to be the the case right now. It seems to be pretty clearly the direction the club is going in, um, especially if there's a change of presidents. Um, the new president is going to want to bring in um, Xavi as his big endorsement. Hey, we got a legend as our coach. And... We're going to do everything differently from what the current regime is doing. Here's our start. Xavi Hernandez. That seems to be the direction. Whoever wins the election is going to bring Xavi in. And there's going to be a gap here. Someone has to coach this team next season. And is Kike Setien going to stay? We don't know yet. If he doesn't, who's going to take this job knowing they have only one year? to coach this team and Lauren Blanc seems to be excited about the idea he's a very good man manager um, PSG players loved him absolutely loved him obviously he played for Barcelona which is a qualification that Barcelona as a club look for whether or not that's beneficial um, they prefer to have former players as coaches and um, I don't think Laurent Blanc is a particularly great coach, but what is the great coach you're going to be able to get next season when that great coach is going to know there is nothing he can do to avoid being sacked and Xavi replacing him? Who, who's going to take that job? 
I don't know. Probably no one. No one at the highest level is Mauricio Pochettino going to come to Barcelona knowing he has a year. I don't know. Probably not. Um, so the fact that at least one manager is offering his services is interesting. But what's the difference between Setien and Blanc, really? So not a lot of good options there. So we'll see what happens. And um, the managerial change, if it happens for next season, is going to be extremely interesting. Uh, but for now, these are my thoughts. I hope you found them useful or interesting in some way. Um, please subscribe and listen to the Barca Bloganist podcast wherever you get your shows. And we're going to be back soon. Thank you for listening.